Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome. This is May Contain Traces of Soy, the podcast all about surviving and thriving on a plant-based, zero-waste lifestyle. I'm your host, Rochelle, and if you're new around here, just click that subscribe button. Uh, if you're on iTunes today, if you could go ahead and leave us a little review, we'd love to hear what you think of the podcast. If you're on Instagram, head over and follow us on Make Tain Trace of Soy. Same for Facebook. We'll be sharing lots of tips and tricks and recipes on there, building a little bit of a vegan Brisbane community. Okay, so today is our first episode, and my name is Rochelle, as I said before. Um, I'm going to be the host of this podcast, and I've been vegan for about six months now, and I've been really enjoying it. It's been so much easier than the last time I was vegan. I was vegan about 10 years ago, and it was really hard then to be vegan. There was, like, no vegan options anywhere. All of the vegan food wasn't very great. So this time around, I found it much easier, and I came to it from a place of sustainability, Um Around the time I started thinking about this, there was a whole bunch of the Extinction Rebellion um, protests happening in the city, and it really got me thinking about what I was doing in my personal life to reduce my carbon footprint and make the world a better place by, you know, not producing as much waste and not contributing as much to climate change. And I did a bit of research, and I found that by adopting a plant-based lifestyle, you cut your personal carbon footprint down by 73%, which is such a huge amount. So that is what led me to it. And my whole plan for this podcast was to bring together people who are still learning, still trying. I'm still very much learning and trying. It's all a journey. And I hope that you'll come on the journey with me. I'll be releasing episodes every two weeks. So yeah, just click that subscribe button and definitely follow along with me. And today I have my top five tips for new vegans. I'm actually joined today by my occasional co-host, my partner Daniel. Say hi, Daniel. Hello, Uh, my name is Daniel. I am a, I guess, almost three-month vegan now. And yeah, I am Rochelle's podcast partner in life, but uh, I'll be occasionally popping in and out of this one by the sound of things. Um, Probably uh, without giving myself too much, you know, credence here. When other guests fall through and stuff, you might hear my voice. (laughs) He'll definitely be back, guys. Let us know too in the comments if you like Daniel. (laughs) Vote on him. 
poked on him and we'll decide whether it comes back on. Okay, so let's just, you know, kick it right off, get right into this. We've got top five tips for new vegans. Okay, so tip number one is find your motivation and do your research. So everyone has a reason why they go vegan or plant-based, whatever it might be. Maybe for you it is about animal rights. Maybe for you it's about sustainability. Maybe it's just a health journey. And you know what? That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. There should be no judgment here. You're not going to hear any judgy, preachy, vegan nonsense on this. I am not the vegan police. I definitely don't want to be doing that. So whatever your reason is, just... Make sure that you've done a bit of research around that and that you have um, a little bit of information you can give people because one of the first questions you're going to get when you go vegan is why? Like, why did you go vegan? Um, You want to have something to respond with, like not too long, but just like a little spiel about why veganism was the right choice for you. What have you got to say about it, hey? Um, I'm quite intrigued by the concept of the vegan police. Do, Do they sing songs like, Roxanne, you don't have to put on the red meat? Look, that's a terrible joke and I regret it already. But um, in, in terms of research, I guess I'm in a fortunate position where, as probably if we have any listeners already here, uh, my partner gave me a lot of the research during my veganuary, <laughs> um, my veganuary uh, you know, journey, which I, I also helpfully was informed about the existence of veganuary. From um, said partner, and I guess after you know quite a quite a festive festive season, um, she kind of put it to me that maybe try it just for January. And one night after you know a six pack of admittedly they were vegan beers, um, she put it to me again and said, "Well, why not try? It? That's a great idea. I'm going to do that." And it was a lot easier than I thought it would be. And I really have always believed in the reasons for becoming vegan or plant-based and the carbon footprint thing, especially now with, with all the bushfires and the undeniable climate change that's going on around the world and in, in this country, it, they're the reasons I did it. And, um, the research was already there for me. I've hung out with a lot of left-wing people and on a lot of left-wing scenes over the years. And it was just a no-brainer when, I realized how easy it was compared to what it used to be. And it just made it that much more appealing for me to know that I didn't have to. It's not like quitting drinking or something. Because I was having a chat with someone about this the other day who went, oh, I reckon it would be easier for me to uh, quit drinking than it would be for that. Look, for me, I love a vegan wine or beer. And this was actually a lot easier than what I anticipated And in terms of uh, people's responses when you first go vegan, I always find one of the big ones is, why did you go vegan? And I also tend to see people responding with, well, I mean, okay, so you're vegan for the animals, but the agricultural facts, that's really more like America, isn't it? America has a really bad agricultural industry. We're not like that though, right? It's important that you do your own research and you've got actual facts and figures for where you live because as Australians we do find that the majority of facts and figures that we see in relation to animal um, cruelty and those kind of issues it it all goes back to American um, farming so it's important to look at what they're doing in your country. Actually I'd like to say something here and say 
That's all true, but <clears throat> have a look at our live export trade over the past decade and a half, especially, and how much more that's how much more it's come out. What happens with animals that are exported live from Australia? I've not been vegan for that long, but looking at that, it's a disgrace. And I'd also like to temper this by saying. Unlike Rochelle, I did not go, all oh, those Extinction Rebellion people are doing some good shit because I don't really agree with a lot of what they've done or the, the methods in which they've done it because I think it's counterproductive. But what Rochelle was saying about reducing your carbon footprint by more than 70% and... Well, I mean, you just can't argue with that. Yeah. You said we were freeballing. Moving right along now, we're going to head into tip number two, and that is temper your vegan rage. So once you start doing that research... Oh, we still tip one. <laughs> yeah. Once you start doing that research... We're drinking wine, guys. We're the vino vegans tonight. I know. Once you start doing that research, you do start to get really worked up, really passionate about it, because, I mean, while we're all aware of a lot of these things, a lot of these issues, a lot of omnivores, meat eaters... They are aware um, where, you know, we've all seen that kind of shit on the internet, but we, when we're still eating meat, we managed to separate it. You know, you separate what's happened from how that animal got on your plate. And once you stop separating it, you become much more heightened um, emotionally about the issues related to it. So it's just important to temper that vegan rage. Too many vegans, we get really upset when we first start out and as we move through veganism and some people remain that way. I don't um, do that anymore, but I definitely used to be one of those preachy, annoying vegans. You'd be talking to them and they'd be like, but do you know this? And it's just, it's not helpful, guys. It's really not helpful, okay? Talk about the positive effects that veganism has had on you instead. I would say try and put some positivity into your conversations. Be constructive in how you're thinking about you know, how you're approaching these issues when you're talking to someone who does still eat meat because we're all on our own journey trying to work things out and the more positive you are about that, the more likely it is that someone will, you know, start eating a little bit more vegan, being flexitarian. Yeah, look, I'd agree with that and I'd also say in terms of tempering one's vegan rage, the most difficult thing that I've encountered with that is people... Um, it, it, it's not... Snapping back and in turn becoming one of those people that they go, oh, typical militant vegan or something, because I'm, I'm definitely not that. And I can sit with someone at a pub if they're still going to eat their steak. It, was, it wasn't me that long ago. It's just I've realized how easy it was to adopt a different lifestyle. But um, the, the thing that really got me was people just assuming, oh, how are your iron levels oh, do you know that you're going to miss vitamin B12? And it's like, this is predicated on the fact. And some of the people telling you this, you know, are the people who are eating like, you know, cheese and wine for dinner on a Tuesday night, which I also... No judgment that you... No, that that was us not too long ago as well. But I mean, so if you can't get anything decent off Uber Eats um, or a local takeaway or something... You're going to have to have some emergency meal in the fridge. We've usually got a decent fried rice and some, you know, vegan yum char and stuff. And that's usually enhanced with some nutritional yeast. We eat plenty of things that have vitamins in it. So 
that was my thing with the vegan rage was people jumping to this conclusion that you were previously on some, you know, nutritionally balanced diet. Whereas the reality was you might've been having your, you know, five pints on a Thursday night at your local and then coming home and getting McDonald's Uber Eats. Like as if what I'm doing now is not better for my body and my lifestyle. Um, that was something that not snapping back. I'm not going to say clap back because I hate it when people say that, but now I've said it. But um, when people when people assume that you <laughs> were having some great diet and stuff before or, you know, by the same token that they have a great diet and you know they don't and they're going, oh, you might be missing some iron there. And it's like, you know, kind of, kind of fuck off really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I definitely noticed that as well. I do get comments about that, about, you know, look after your nutrients, make sure everything's balanced. And you know what? We've been fortunate. We have eaten well. We have kept an eye on that kind of stuff. We've made sure that we include all the right things. But it definitely can catch you out. And if you notice anything, like if you do feel tired, if you do feel lethargic, it it doesn't hurt to go and get a test. And it doesn't hurt to have, you know... Especially now. I mean, like, really, it could be coronavirus. Let's hope it's not. But really, if you're feeling lethargic... Well, that's not going to be timely by the time this is released. Oh, it still will be. Oh, well, that's just (laughs) horrifying then. Yay. Um, Okay, so yeah, I would just say, obviously, you do have to keep this stuff in mind. And maybe a vitamin is a good choice for you. We're, We're pretty fortunate. No issues yet. No vitamins needed. Um, okay, so moving right along to tip number three. Okay, now tip number three is a good one. And this is give yourself time to forget what cheese tastes like. When you go vegan, you're, you're definitely going to crave cheese because cheese is something you're actually addicted to. So just to break down what cheese is for a moment for you, obviously we know it's made from milk, but the two active ingredients in cheese are casein and rennet. And casein actually produces this effect in your body that's similar to morphine or cocaine. It's got a kind of narcotic effect on the brain. So it releases all of the pleasure, you know, sort of the pleasure receptors and the dopamines. Um, It gets into all of that kind of stuff, which is why it's so addictive and why people want more of it. And, um, you know, why everyone finds cheese so difficult to give up. The majority of vegetarians will tell you that the reason why they're still vegetarian, not vegan, is because cheese is too hard to give up. So I would just say that because cheese does have that kind of effect on you, you have to remember that it's like, because it has that kind of effect, you have to think about that and don't immediately go and get vegan cheese the day that you go vegan. Like, if you've had some alumi the night before and then you go and get vegan cheese the next day, you're going to be disappointed. Like, it's not the same thing. Um, you definitely have to give yourself about 30 days to let it get out of your system. And then you'll be singing the praises of like cashew cheese sauce and, you know, vegan bio cheese and stuff. It's a lot better and easier to enjoy once you have, um, some time for your palate to change and adjust. Look, I've got to say, I, I don't know if you will be singing the praises of some of those items that Rochelle mentioned, but I kind of file vegan cheese there are a couple of good ones the pizza shreds okay if you have a really veggie based pizza and there are some okay vegan cheeses i admit that i have mostly eaten the ones most readily available at the duopoly of supermarkets available to us in australia and you know i believe that there are probably some better ones out there than the small range available there 
But I kind of file cheese under in some respects. There are some good substitutes, notwithstanding. But, you know, I'm not going to try and eat a vegan steak because it doesn't fucking exist. I'm not going to eat Actually, vegan bacon. Actually, it does exist. Um, both those things exist. So yeah, but they're both no rubbish. More from Daniel now. <laughs> uh, are they, though? You haven't even tried them. Here he is making judgments. And that takes me into my next tip. And that is, do not make judgments without trying things. Try everything that is vegan. Right. You don't know what your next favorite is going to be. Stay tuned for a forthcoming podcast where I review a vegan steak. It will be interesting. <laughs> Well, satan is the thing that you want. It's the thing where you make it yourself and it's made out of like vital wheat gluten and a couple of other things. Sounds delicious, doesn't it, meat lovers? Look, I'm just saying try it. Let's not be hating on all kinds of vegan products on the vegan podcast. Shh. Okay. (laughs) Look, my next tip, tip number four, is to try everything that's vegan. You don't know what your next favorite is going to be. You don't know. I mean, don't go into it with any prejudices. You know, a lot of us are like, I don't like this. I don't like this fake meat. I don't like this fake tofu stuff. I don't like this fake chicken. Whatever. Um, Just don't do that. Just make sure that you go in with a bit of an open mind about it and give it all a go because you're going to discover stuff that you didn't even know you could have that tastes very similar or has texture very similar to some meat or animal products. And that can be really nice, especially when you're craving it when you first switch over to a vegan or plant-based diet. We discovered um, something called Moving Mountains Hot Dogs. And I'm sure a lot of people have had them, but they are amazing. And they legit taste like just hot dogs. It's amazing. I don't know how they do it. It even smells like hot dogs when it's cooking. Moving Mountains Hot Dogs, we are available for sponsorship. Um, (laughs) Yeah, look, I have to say the same thing. Um, If I knew they tasted like that beforehand, I think... One, someone I know had gone, these are great. And at the time, tempering my, you know, interest in reducing my carbon footprint and doing the right thing and spending triple the price on what was essentially a glorified uh, Frankfurt had less appeal to me than what it did when I had decided to adopt a, a, a vegan lifestyle. And they are really bloody good. I don't know how the strange mix of Pea protein, soy, and what else is in there? There's sunflower seeds sunflower. and carrots. I have no idea. Oh, yeah, of idea. course. Yeah, yeah. I have no uh, idea how they do of it. Of course. That's why it tastes like that. Um, but it's, it, it, look, if they could make, if they could mass produce some of that stuff with a far lesser carbon footprint and, um, and make it in mass quantities, I really don't know how much of a market there would be for the, the weird bits of whatever goes into a hot dog. Um, for, uh, you know, mass consumption anymore. Yeah, I agree. I actually think it's been a real revolution lately of plant-based food. It's been amazing for the last couple of years. We're now in 2020 and there are plant-based options on most menus. There are plant-based burgers at the fast food places. I mean, this is just not something that existed when I first went vegan and you never would have thought that it would have. All of the veggie or vegan options at those kind of places were like mushed vegetables now it's like, we have this fake texture meat thing that, like, tastes like meat. It's unreal. And why not have that instead? I mean, I think we're going to see so many more people becoming flexitarian, moving towards, you know, having more meat-free days to try and just cut back on their own personal effect on the environment and climate change. And that's a wonderful thing. I applaud anyone who makes any small effort towards a change in their lifestyle that's going to benefit the world and reduce the amount of cruelty happening in it. I think that's amazing. Look, I'd agree with that. And 
but more broadly and backpedaling a little bit here, um, in, in, in terms of, um, you know, trying new foods and try everything, blah, 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 exactly what was said there, I can't recall, but basically food combinations when you're vegan. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Something that used to perhaps be an occasional thing or something to supplement your thing your diet, um, jalapenos, pickled jalapenos have become an amazing addition that just spices everything up. And I've got several examples of things that I thought, I don't like that. I don't like zucchini. I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like the other thing. When you try it with new combinations, like basically give your palate a chance to see if it likes something that you didn't previously like, because let's face it with Cutting a lot of things out of your diet, you're not going to be able to um, as easily have as broad a range of food as you used to. It's so important to try things that you might not have eaten I'm before. I'm actually going to cut in here and say, if anything, I feel like I've been eating a broader range of food in terms of fruits and vegetables and stuff that I'm trying than I was when I was eating meat. Because when I ate meat, I stuck to the same like few meals and I really lost my love of cooking and experimenting in the kitchen. And if anything, veganism has exposed me to so many more flavors. I'm putting so much more effort in. I'm making all kinds of great stuff. And I, like, love cooking again. I feel creative in the kitchen again. And that's a wonderful thing. Look, I'd agree with that, too. And I'd also like to say here, uh, much to my own detriment and to um, my uh, critics who like to give that little jibe about vegans not having enough iron... I'm still not a fan of mushrooms, and I think the texture's weird. It's a texture thing. I just can't like mushrooms. It's just, it's just, I don't know. It's not you, mushrooms. It's me. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go now to our final tip, and our final tip in our top five for new vegans is to find your accidentally vegan treats. There's oh, actually yeah. a like lot of, one. yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff out there that that is just accidentally vegan. They didn't make it for vegans. It just turned out to be vegan. So... Among the list... Give your that, top one and I want to give my top one that I found. Among the lists that you can find, there is a list on Peter's website. There's also an Instagram page called Accidentally Vegan Australia. My top one that I've found is probably burger rings. I was really surprised that burger rings were vegan. Um, don't know how. They're basically made out of cereal and stuff. The only thing is with these lists and with some of the foods on them, like burger rings is that you have to keep in mind that while they might technically not contain animal products, 
They might not line up ethically with your values. Um, Some orangutans may have died in the con- in the production of this burgering. Yeah, that's a, that's exactly <laughs> the point. So a lot of them do use palm oil, and when palm oil is not sustainably farmed, obviously it causes a huge amount of like destruction to the orangutan environment. This is not to say I'm not sure that they're not sustainably. I'm not sure With the palm oil component these days, either. Well, who could say? Because that's become more popular. I mean, I, we should look into that, but. You know, it's something to keep in mind. There's a lot of accidentally vegan food out there. Depending on how you are with that kind of stuff and palm oil and buying things as well that um, have been produced on machinery that has produced other things that do have animal products in them. I personally don't care. I'm not a cross-contamination yeah, Nazi about is, vegan. may not contain to and me And that's part well. <laughs> of the reason why we made the um, podcast may contain traces of soy because it's a little nod to that reality of yeah, dealing yeah. with, you know... Look, it may not as well, and that strive for perfection. The, you, sadly, we live in a capitalist world. I don't know if that's sadly or not, but like I've got, I've got a little bit of socialism in me, and I do, you know, get annoyed with the way the world is heading sometimes. But that said, what really speaks is commerce, and the more people. Yes, I know if we buy a plant-based burger from a popular burger chain that is not the one with the golden arches, that that might have been cooked on a grill that may have had a little bit of animal fat drip on it or whatever. Know what? The more people that buy that plant-based burger, the more likely they are to have an individual grill for that. The more you buy things that aren't, uh, you know, animal-based the more that there opens up a market for that, the cheaper it gets and the lower everyone's carbon footprint becomes, I suppose, as as a herd mentality kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Money talks, people. Money really talks. So when people get a bit up in arms about these kinds of things, when they throw a bit of shade around when it comes to, you know, more popular companies attempting plant-based food, I kind of think, you know what? I am not a gatekeeper of veganism, and I'm not here to say, you're not good enough, you're not vegan enough, you're not coming through the doors. That's just not cool. I want the doors open. I want everyone walking in and out. I want people doing a little bit of veganism, a lot of veganism, walking through and staying in, sure, walking out because they're going to go have a burger after that. That's fine, too. The more times people pick a vegan meal, the better the world is for it. And look... I would have pretty much... I was only going to do it for January, except then I found out that I was going to be able to be a guest on this podcast. And I was like, well, might as... I just kept on running, <laughs> basically. And um, uh, I actually realized that I'd get before to my, my favorite um accidentally vegan treat. So, bizarrely, Cocoa Pops, which, considering they're just like a chocolate milkshake only crunchy, they got no milk in them. Who would have thought, right? And... So good does a vanilla soy. It does not taste like soy milk. Another tip here, which will come to in a later podcast when we're doing recipes, if I'm allowed back after this uh, travesty. Um, we'll see how you rate. Everyone we'll rate see. him. <laughs> rate me. I don't know how this works. I don't rate know. Rate me. <laughs> <laughs> rate me, my friends. Um, uh. But, um, I mean, the vanilla so good with Cocoa Pops is a really nice substitute for a, you know, sugary treat that might have previously been ice cream and topping. And it's probably like, you know, a fraction, as in half a um, fabricated health star, um, better for me. 
Yeah, I mean, there's so many when it comes to that pool of accidentally vegan treats. There's so much you can go to, and it's fantastic. Accidentally to- vegan treats. Do, 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 do. Sorry. That's helpful. <laughs> um, so there's so much that you can go to. It's really good to be aware of it, even if you're not going to be someone who buys them regularly because you do have issues with, you know, palm oil or with uh, big companies or with cross-contamination, whatever. If you're just aware of them, that means that when you go to a party or a friend's place and there's nothing else around and there's nothing else you can get to eat, maybe from a vending machine or whatever it might be, you know the things that you can turn to that you can have that are still vegan stuff like Pringles, stuff like barbecue shapes, stuff like Oreos. Oreos, yeah. yeah. Um, And even little things too, like uh, we discovered through the Accidentally Vegan page on Instagram that the praise 99% fat free mayo is vegan which it's i was so psyched much better about than the other ones it too. is so much better than soy mayo like i know that there are some vegans who really like soy mayo and you do you but it's not for me okay it is just why would you have that when you can have mayo that tastes like mayo okay guys it's out there you don't have to settle i'm just saying i have to also say i've always had a sweet tooth i've always liked my chocolate my lollies like i don't live off them but you know, sometimes you feel, especially when you've converted to a new lifestyle, that you're missing out on something. I'd been looking for ages for a vegan-friendly treat I could have, like a, a sweet, like an actual sweet, a lolly. And turns out Skittles are vegan. They've removed whatever that weird dye was that came from some weird-ass stink bug that made the red ones red. And now it turns out that despite... And no, what some of my favorite beers are also vegan... Stone and Wood. I'm going to shout these ones out because they're all independent brewers. Stone and Wood, Young Henry's, Bolter. Most of their most popular brews are all vegan because they don't be weird-ass people and filter it through some swim bladder from a fish or whatever the (laughs) fuck they do with like some of the big beers. And so basically, while being a vegan, this is going to be the last thing I say for this podcast, it's not all beer and Skittles, but you can still have your beer and Skittles if you're a vegan. That's great. Thank you so much for being on my first podcast today with me, Daniel. I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate you supporting me in my vegan journey and joining along. Uh, the invoice is in the mail. Uh, we live at the same place. So I will at least save myself the stamp. I know you have no money, so this is a futile exercise, but it's been my pleasure. Thank you. And thank you, all of our audiences out there who are listening to this, whether you're a first-time listener with the podcast. They're all first-time listeners. And Not if people have gone back and listened to it. Jesus, you oh. don't understand how podcasting works. Um, <laughs> okay, so just pushing him away because he's a shit. Um, so I just want to say thank you to everyone, whether you're a first-time listener with the launch of the podcast this week or if you are coming back to this one after listening to a couple of our later ones. Thank you for joining us, and I hope that you will keep joining us on this journey. Um, Every two weeks, we'll be launching episodes. We appreciate your feedback, so definitely drop us a comment. Um, Either drop us a review on iTunes or go and comment on Instagram. Send us a direct message. We always respond on that page. Uh, Yeah, just let us know what you think, what you want to hear more of, what you want to hear less of, how many glasses of wine we should let Daniel have before he comes on a podcast, and uh, that's about everything. So thanks for being here and we'll see you in a fortnight.